With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
uh, uh, facilitate anything that we want to facilitate in the public arena or move anywhere we wanted to move. Uh, can you hear me? Business. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So you got a couple of callers on the line. You got 773-690 and you got 312-996 on the line. Okay, so I got my daughter on the line right now. So uh, how do I, how am I going to attain these people uh, to pull them in? Because I can't see no numbers to call them on it to speak. That 690 number, that's me. Want me to hang up the other line or switch back over to that? Yeah, hang up the other line. Okay. Who is that, Gwen? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Three one two nine nine six. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear y'all now. I couldn't hear nothing for twenty minutes. Okay. State your name. Where you calling from? Joy Ellington, calling from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, hey, go donkey. Now you good. If you get any more call, no. Sorry, y'all. I just wanted uh, to make sure y'all got a good show. Okay, so I can't. What, so how do I see the numbers of the people who calling in? I'm gonna text them to okay. you. Just, just, just look out. Just, just look out for your text. Okay, now I'm trying to figure out how to see my text though. Just like a regular message. Like if I was sending you a, t a message, just look at it. Then I'm gonna uh, so send stay, you the numbers. So just stay on text on my text or message on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my text. Let me see. Let me go back to my phone. I guess I don't know. Uh, cause this is the problem we had last time. I can't even pull up my daggone phone for some reason. If you want to, just go and start your show. If y'all know who 773699 is and 773216, y'all could get in contact with them and tell them to call back. They left They left okay. the online because we've been having technical difficulties. But go ahead and start your show. Okay. Uh, I'm keep repeating the same thing. Okay, so the thing is we're talking about what the civil rights movement did and giving us a privilege to li live anywhere we wanted to go and use any public facility we wanted to use and uh, go in any restaurant or be served by any business that uh, showed uh, availability for business for the public. And it was a time that uh, businesses wouldn't serve but they say Negroes. I was looking at a uh, documentary with uh, Muhammad Ali where he made a statement on the show about he went into a restaurant that didn't approve of serving Negroes. And he asked, he came, went in after winning the Olympics and being a, a, a gold medal champion boxer. 
and Olympics that he went in the, uh, the business, the restaurant, and wanted to be served the burger. And the counter says, the, the, uh, the merchant at the counter says, uh, we don't serve Negroes in this restaurant. And he, he made a statement about it. He said, well, I don't want no Negroes. I want a cheeseburger. So, uh, you know, it was a joke, but it was a serious joke at that time. So now at the time that we're living in now, we have the availability to go anywhere we want to go, live where we want to live. But at the same time, those who didn't want us around left the neighborhood or moved out. When I was lived on Damon, there was just about three black families on uh, Damon. And then it seemed like overnight, except for our next door neighbor who was white who stayed around a little longer, uh, the whole neighborhood turned black. So now we're living in this time where we're back to segregation, what they wanted to keep anyway. We live that way anyway, based on our color. Or maybe we might be able to stretch out a little further if we got enough income where most of our people are not in that class of income so we could live in a, a highfalutin, rich white neighborhood Whereas, hey, if you got enough money to stay next to me now, I guess I'm just going to deal with it. Uh, so, but there are still things that's underlining that that still shows a disgruntled feeling or lack of services in the way the business treats us, mainly the way the service with us and we to evolve in the, of the racial group of, in another neighborhood. So I was reading in this book, I should have kept it marked in the page, that Mount Sinai Hospital on uh, breast cancer with black and white people. And they found out that there's the same number of cases of breast cancer with white people as with black people, but it's a different number of fatalities with black people compared to white people. And the reason that Mount Sinai Hospital, when the hospital had a neighborhood of more white people and servicing more white people in the neighborhood, that the facilities of the hospital was more strategic in, in finding early detection of cancer in the white people and using more professional, experienced people that knew how to work the machines, the mammogram, and stuff that is able to detect breast cancer earlier. And then also, using the best equipment to detect the breast cancer. As soon as it turned into a mostly black neighborhood, then the equipment was less kept or the technology of the equipment was not as kept up to the 
time of uh, best efficiency of of his working ability, and the technicians that operate the machine or the technology uh, was uh, placed to be in that uh, area with less experience, so they became more apt to make mistakes in detecting the cancer by the uh, mammograms. And then it also was that certain tests wasn't facilitated to black people because of their insurance are not able to pay a copay. So a lot of things Medicaid didn't cover. And the numbers that I remember, I should have kept it marked in the book, but the number I remember that is like an exchange of 110,000 people uh, that was living in the neighborhood and 110,000 that moved out and 110,000 that moved uh, in. So 110,000 white people flighted out of the neighborhood, 110,000 moved in. So that was a change of 220,000 people changed in that medical area. And in that same token of understanding that the detriment of the cancer and the population of the ability to have that detection of that cancer, the fatalities rose even though the detection was the same the fatalities rose with the black people dying from breast cancer because of the lack of the quality services once they moved into the neighborhood. So that was a real shocker to me. And uh, it's a lot of things that continue to happen with this segregation by white flight. So who's listening? What do they think of that comment? And what do you think of what information I just gave you? Hello, somebody speak up. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so what what did you say? Speak up about what, Dad? About the information I just said about the uh, breast cancer dilemma with more fatalities with black people because of the quality. More fatalities on the black side than it is white. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Um, when you when you said that, I thought about how we're treated wrong for our prenatal care when we're pregnant. And um, it's the whole show about it, how the doctors, um, it comes down to them not valuing, valuing the life of a brown or a black child that is being born from a brown or black family um, more than they do white. Um, it has been shown that there have been more unnecessary C-sections. And so, like, when you said that, it was um, – and I was a victim of it myself, and so was my sister. And so when you said that, things health-related being so unequal and so disadvantageous for us, um, it's just something that 
we need to wake up and realize, I mean, it's real and it's happening and the only way for it to um, take a turn for the better is there being more, um, I want to say black or brown people in that field, um, politic-wise and um, just in the medical field, like a CEO-wise that's running these real health companies and these hospitals and um, actually making the drugs too because that's part of it, how they get incentives on having to diagnose and then prescribe the medicine. So, um, yeah, that's my take on it. Oh, okay. So we see from uh, what my daughter has explained that, um, yeah, there is a quicker uh, response to uh, have cesarean sections with pregnancy. I don't understand it too much. My wife, uh, she had several cesarean sections too. Uh, I don't too much understand it too much because the pain and the suffering that uh, giving childbirth carries and, you know, being a father and, uh, you know, understanding that labor uh, in the hours that may uh, encompass if it's hard to bring forth the birth without the cesarean section, uh, that may cause the the hospital to lead to do it. But at the same time, we don't know all the matter of what circles around, even with the prenatal care or the monitoring of the baby as it grows into the womb, or that may give them an indication or warning or insight on bringing forth a more comfortable birth once it's time to bring foster child without a sincerium section. So that's another thing that we have to recognize. And then have to recognize, even though we might not be able to thoroughly investigate it, is there better treatment or prenatal care or more technology or better equipment or more experienced doctors given to our Caucasian white, our Caucasian color population uh, than it is for us. So, uh, yeah, so, Quinn, if you're still on the line, do you have a comment to say about that? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with what she said. So you uh, speak on a lot of things concerning health uh, in your understanding of natural healing and stuff like that. What do you think that may have remained the same or even show more of a divide in our racial uh, 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 services once a, a white community changes into a black community based on the population and white flight. What do you think may be another factor for us to consider? Um, 
just um, probably just happen to have, um, well, not happen to have, but having free health care or, like, governmental health care, sometimes, you know, you have to now go to these doctors that they, you know, accept this type of health care and those doctors all the time, sometimes, most of the time, don't really care about, like, what you're doing and eating and, you know, they just care about writing prescriptions and checks. So uh, it's really important that, like, sometimes we may need to stop feeling like we don't have a medical card because these doctors in these hospitals are not to be trusted like that, you know. And so start uh, start focusing on health care and helping your community with whatever education that you get on how to take care of yourself. It could be something to bring people together. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of information out there, and then there's a lot of uh, what you call propaganda advertisement, which you have pointed out before about America being the cancer capital of the world and also that uh, we, this country, makes so much money on the profit of big pharma and drugs. The biggest drug dealer in the world is the pharmaceutical companies. And uh, they talk about the uh, ass incarceration and the, uh, the uh, imprisonment of drug dealers and street drugs, but then the same chemicals that's in the street drugs, the cocaine, the heroin, the opium is what wars is about in the world and then is what is uh, uh, basically the pharmaceutical companies could push the drugs with uh, no consequences of laws or legislation or criminalization of the distribution of the drugs uh, simply because they license to write a prescription and get people hooked on uh, 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 pharmaceutical drugs. And the thing is, is that it seems as though when it becomes a epidemic uh, problem with our white oppressors, then now it's a uh, mental problem or it's an addiction that needs to be treated without imprisonment. But when we have it, it's uh oh, it's a crime, it's illegal, it's you are a you're a crackhead, you're a dope fiend, and you get caught with the drugs or you get caught with selling the drugs to support your habit or if you sell the drugs to make money because you want things that this capitalist world says is good to have, then now you get incarcerated, whereas the big dealers that don't never possess the drug or never be caught with it, but regulate the influx of uh, the trafficking and bringing it into America, have people go and fight wars in Afghanistan and all this stuff and uh, terrorist movements, uh, they get away with the demise that 
the, the killing of people and the wars and innocent lives and not even put into a court situation to be judged to go to jail. So it's always seemingly us in this new found liberty since the civil rights movement that we still got something chained around us to uh, keep us in a certain place, keep us in a certain uh, uh, direction in which they coerce their power and they control over us to keep us from a true justice, uh, true liberty in the land in which we live in, even though it's done in a different way due to what we press for to have more freedom and respect of. Um, so I came across another thing in this information age in this book I got. And it's, uh, it's first of all, it speaks of race. The name of the book is Fatal Invention. And it's called... Uh, how Science, Politics, and Big Business Recreate Race in the 21st Century. So the thing that is said in this book is that there was a drug that's supposed to been to benefit black people for heart disease. And I ran across it today. So it was called... Uh, uh, it's a combination of two drugs in uh, nitro, medic nitro medication for to help us from having uh, heart attacks, fatal heart attacks. And uh, the thing is, is they was trying to make this drug a uh, a a black drug. Now since uh, 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 centrally, centrally uh, set to help black people have uh, less uh, heart attacks due to weakening of the heart when people get older. And it kind of surprised me, but uh, the whole motive behind it was for them to come up with this drug for namely for African, they said African Americans in this book but uh, it was uh, to say to say that they're trying to uh, 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 finally trying to do something for black Americans due to the fact that all the things they did with us and experimenting with drugs and uh, the things that they did with uh, letting us suffer syphilis and all these other type of uh, other diseases. So I got a a caller on the line. Caller uh, 773-699. I'll see some more. Oh, seven seven three, uh, two zero two five six nine. 
If you're on the line, call her 202-569. State your name and where you call it from. Uh, that Kenise two zero two five six nine. State state your name and call and uh, speak up. Kenise, that's you on the line. No. Two zero two five six nine. Okay, there you go. Oh, is, okay, two zero two five six nine. State your name and where you calling from. Hello. No, Kanisha said, I don't, I don't think everybody okay. unmuted. Is everybody unmuted? Okay, what about 312885? State your name and where you call it from. I just get That's it. me. I just That's get me. It. I'm Kanisha. Oh, Kanisha. Okay. Okay, tell us where you call it from, Kanisha. I'm calling from Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. So, uh, how much did you hear of the show today? Well, I came in uh, just about the end of what of Joy was just saying when Joy last spoke, um, and that's where. I started listening from. That's the point I started listening from. Okay, so uh, to, to make my statement short, because I keep going over the same statement, so what do you think the the, uh, the uh, privilege of... Uh, hello? Yeah, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. I don't know that what do I think about, uh, what do I think that what? What do you think uh, has not changed since the civil rights movement and remained the same, we, even though we have the ability to move anywhere, be serviced anywhere, and live anywhere we choose to be at this time? What do you think still remains the same that is detrimentally divided with our privileges or our liberties in America. Something that has not changed. Um yeah. maybe maybe change but you know I think something that hasn't changed is that we are still basically pawns in the game of the United States. Uh, corporations. Um, you know, we what we think that we have freedom and liberties to do is more so like allowances. You know, they're allowing us to do this and to do that. And when they don't want us to do it, then we're punished for it. You know, like you were saying about the drug dealers who sell drugs and then the pharmaceutical companies sell the same drugs and make millions of dollars. Um, 
You know, um, I think something that hasn't changed um, is the fact that we still, we have to become more self-reliant and overall and not dependent on the government. I don't want to say dependent, but not relying on the government for our information, for our health care, for our, you know, finances and every every other aspect of life. I think what hasn't changed is the awareness of our true power. You know, I think some people are coming into the awareness of how powerful we are, but, you know, it's just such a deep-rooted, diabolical scheme that we've been, like I said, the pawns of, of this of this whole thing that you know it's really hard for people to uh, wake up and see what 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 really matters and how it matters and why it matters and um so just elaborate on something like what Gwen said when she said you know the doctors tell you take this drug or take that drug but they don't tell you what to eat and, you know, just knowing that that's that's your health care right there, what you eat. And just a lot of different things. I mean, that was such a, um, that question just to go on and on and on about that because it's, it's not like a direct link to anything, but just overall question, but. You know, as I think I think it we may have the the rights as um what uh what we know of as citizens, but just learning like you said in this information age what a citizen is and what it means, what it really, really means to them, what the word citizen means and when you consider yourself a citizen, what you're putting yourself in uh, to be subject under, to be subject to once you consider yourself a citizen. Um, it's just it's just a lot, I think, you know, one thing people should do more of is just read and study more and, you know, don't be just blindly going with the with the crowds and the masses and you know just going with it because it sounds good and but don't have any um real information on what you're following and why oh okay so you know it's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot said with with what you said and uh joy and uh Gwendolyn said. But um, as I continue on with this show, I'm going to try to be more prepared to bring in the information that I learned and even the information that you have given me because it's like we in this so-called 
like I spoke to Canon Bay, who's a Moor, and he speaks about us being the uh, uh, natural citizens, our natural natives of this country, and this is our country. And then I speak to the Black Ice about we're the Israelites uh, dealing with the religious aspect. And then I deal with uh, the uh, different things and understanding that, that there's a separation in that. But in a, in a unified situation, we're both, we're both joined together in the fact that we carry this pigmentation of melodin or we have contributed to the greatness of this country through the uh, slave labor which is the foundation of what this power structure of this country is built on. But going further up, when we think about how things have struggled to open up and change from that detrimental route to where we are now, we could see whereas with food, which is a natural thing to keep us healthy, even with the onslaughts of businesses trying to bring more natural food and more healthy food into the communities, communities and businesses that promoted it usually was kept away from urban uh, communities to receive that food. Like the, I heard that uh, Whole Foods uh, wasn't even uh, considered to be in the Inglewood community and that people had to petition for them to bring Whole Foods into uh, the Inglewood community over there on 63rd Street because it's, uh, the prices is higher for the food, but then it's more food there that's natural. And we have an influx of food for less, of uh, 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 foods that are not necessarily of a quality of healthy nutrition uh, in our neighborhood. Then at the same time, we have to think about when it comes to our services, of uh, dealing with the criminal aspect of uh, the thing that's supposed to service us to uh, make us more safe is more geared toward the protection of the businesses in our neighborhood, of other minorities that have these businesses in our neighborhood to receive our money and leave out. Uh, the other things is in the educational situation, uh, even though the civil rights movement is supposed to brought us to have an equal ability to have equal education or better education, the activities, the meal programs, the uh, training, and even the awareness of what we need that is not necessarily told to us to make us have a more uh, understanding of what the education is to give us the ability to do is depleted in our neighborhoods once the white flight happens. So it's, it's like we hit on every side in all ways. But at the same token is, is that our richness in our culture, it seems to always fall in more of what we provide as an entertainment to others and an entertainment to ourselves. And then even when that's promoted, it's promoted for the lack of consciousness 
for respect to us, where it brought us to a, a different level in the 60s in the civil rights movement, where the music brought a fight for a greater consciousness and a greater respect for us. Now we're detrimentally uh, put into a situation of music that speaks of us in a negative way or speaks about us and each other in a negative way and promotes things that are not life-centered and loving-centered and respecting of your uh, your uh, own people in 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 loving in in not having a valid disrespectful appreciation for our own lives and our own communities. So now we are basically, uh, you know, surrounded with our violence and bitterness and hatred and, and destruction of our own selves. But it's all about influence. And it's all about what we are able to influence and what is those who are control are able to support behind it to keep that influence going for our own destruction, our own mass incarceration. So we hit on every side. Then we, the main thing that is kept from us is the knowledge of what we need to center our focus on. And that seems to be a problem because even the, the schools and the facilities where since we are mainly uh, segregated back again when we didn't want to be around. They didn't want us to be around in the first place. So we are provided with our educational, educational people that's mostly black. There's white people that teaches us too. But still, uh, they have to go along with the curriculum and the programming that those who least want us to respect to know what we should or need to know or even have a passion to say well because of our detriment and our struggles and our our, our burdens of time and in 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 struggle of history hey we got to teach them different we gotta we have to see what's dealing with that post-traumatic syndrome that that trauma that has to be teach or taught to a people that's always in constant trauma mode, constant trauma mode in their neighborhood to walking through their neighborhood and fearful of their own self with gangs and, and, and shootings and movies that make uh, a, 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 merit, a, a merit of stereotypical uh, advertisement like, oh, this is what happens at the club, or this is what happens in the neighborhood, uh, like they had with the uh, 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 Chirac movie. Uh, you know, we must be used to ducking you know, when we're in our house if a bullet might be coming through our window or, 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 or running because somebody drives us slow. Is this about to be a drive-by or you know, walking down the street in a cluster of our own people on the corner. Uh, can I walk through a crowd of my own people? Or should I go on to the other side of the street? When we used to have to go on the other side of the street if we saw the 
white men walking on the same side of the street. So now uh, we have a problem with looking at each other and mean mugging. And who you looking at? Come on now. Are we so dense and so uh, callous to our suffering that the same suffering that we was given that now we suffer with each other, you know, and this is my passion, and this is why maybe I talk about this every time I have a, this show, but in my time on this earth, I've seen a little bit of this transition, and I see a moving forward, but then a, also a stepping back, and we have to stop moving forward and then let those who control our environment cause us to step back. So uh, I, I have something to say um, real quick uh, to everybody on the line um, to get like better understanding and a better um, just a little better understanding. I like all the way I got a clear view picture if you don't already. But um, if you go on YouTube and you, um, if you haven't already seen this documentary about something called the um, Mouth Utopia or Rat Utopia, if you um, watch that, It'll really, because you, you, you struck me to think about that when you said those who are in control of our environment and how we set up, you know, for the people in the environment, the, the ones who are uh, being controlled. So um, I don't know how many people on the line or, you know, how many people um can hear right now if it's even on replay or whatever, but you know, watching that really gave me an under, uh, kind of like a better understanding of how so we are being controlled down to, down to our environment, our actual environment, not just you know what we can or can't do, but how being in control of our environment pushes us to be the way we are and act the way we act and react the way we react and all kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think you told me about that before. I need to check that out. So, uh, yeah, and I heard about it a long time ago with my younger days when they was having a, when they was talking about the deal with the projects, like the projects were set up for that reason. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, so I had this show every first and third Wednesday of the month. Uh, I would like uh, Cannon Bay. He's been on the line. He's had his hand raised for 45 minutes. The Cannon Bay, he's the one who uh, uh, is mentioning about us having our need for our own government. Uh, can you speak on the line now, Cannon? Can he get? Can we get him on the line? I think my call can you hear me? be over. Are this Cannon Bay now? Can yeah, can oh, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. 
How y'all doing? Uh, I was just listening to uh, some of the things that was being said. <clears throat> Anybody with questions about citizenship or government, I can answer those questions. And uh, it's good that y'all talking and having discussions, and uh, that's always a plus. Um, I just want to point out to people to uh, just consider that the ending, I, I, I'm like the ending to a problem. I don't sit around and talk about the problems because we all already know all the problems we have. So what I do is bring answers to the problems, not band-aids, but an actual fix. And the actual fix is you running your government. It's the fix. You are able to do it. Don't think you got to been there and went through college and all that to be a good government official. All you have to do is have a good heart and want to do right by your people, and you are a perfect government official. The rest of it will get talked to you later as you go. But that's the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So citizenship, um, when you speak on citizenship, you have to also speak on nationality. It's impossible to have a citizenship with no nationality. You have to have, well, I'm not going to say that. You you have citizens, uh, you can have a citizen that has, well, no, yeah, you can you can have a nationality and don't have citizenship, but you can't have a citizenship and no nationality. So they go hand in hand. They're not the same thing. They go hand in hand. And most of our people in America, I hear people when they're speaking on the Constitution, most of our people not really understanding the United States Constitution and how it functions and operates, and they're not understanding that it really don't apply to the so-called Negro, colored, black, and African-American people in America. The only parts of it that apply to them is the first through the Eighth Amendment, 13, 14, and 15. And if you look it up, the state of Georgia is telling you that the 14th and 15th Amendment wasn't even ratified through Congress correctly and therefore is uh, obsolete. It, is non, it has no effect, mm. which would mean that, and this is why every 20 years they pass a law giving so-called Negro, color, black, and African-American people the right to vote every 20 years. And again, mm. when you know that, then you know you're not a true citizen. They don't have to pass a law every 15, 20 years for Chinese people that come here to be able to vote or Irish people to be able to vote or Polish people to be able to vote that, didn't, that became United States citizens. So, again, uh, you know, our people have to be educated on citizenship and nationality. They have to be educated on what it means to be a resident, a permanent resident, a non-resident alien, et cetera. Those are the things that need to be learned to change the uh what's going on in our society as a people without our people understanding. Because the biggest part of, and problem that our people have is they think they're part of everybody else that's here. And they're unaware that it is many societies operating amongst them that you're not part of those societies. And so you thinking they are part of you and we all Americans, but that's not the case. Everybody know it but our people. So I, I'll give the floor right there if anybody has any questions about anything I said. Like I said, I can answer questions. That's what I do. Yeah. So the thing is, I was reading your hundred and some questions and answers, and they were very direct. And uh, like this show that I have 
Uh, it's a lot of things that, you know, I'm starting out with this show. And, uh, you know, I got Nita. She does the board for me. And sometimes we have trouble bringing people are connected online and being able to see who's calling in. And the show was just an hour. We're supposed to have four, 15 minutes break and identification between it. Uh, but I think what I need to do is uh, start developing people who are serious about getting this message out because my show, uh, it, uh, the name of my show is Speaking Truth to Power and Developing Ideas for Change. And as far as the people I have met, uh, your development of ideas for a change is, uh, shows more prominence than most. Uh, even though we are taxed what we talk about on all sides with mass incarceration, with health issues, with services, with uh, economic uh, uh, ability to call our own, our own, and uh, 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 bring our economics back to our own hand. We always leave our hand and serve someone else to profit off of. Uh, back in our own uh, uh, talents and abilities that they mostly use the propaganda to, to bring us to a demise, which is with our music and our culture, that seems to be the only thing that makes those who use us as pawns uh, happy to use that for their own amusement and still at the same time demise and control how we are done with it. Uh, these are the things that uh, constantly uh, are all around us. And the common thing that we have to learn is what does bring action to develop a change from that which we don't want to be like or be in is what has to be the solution. The speaking the truth is realizing what's needed, but developing ideas for change is the solution. So I appreciate everybody that's on the line. I apologize for anybody that was waiting and couldn't get in in time. Then we're going to try to make this a more smoother transition. Uh, and right now, I'm just going to say thanks to everybody. And uh, one thing I think that I might have to deal with is do with more research and with more people who have uh, more understanding of the things we need to do. And I believe Cannon Bay is one of them. My niece, Kenise, is another. Black Ice, he's one, but he has a different thing right now. Uh, Nita, who does my board, she has dealt with the detriment of domestic violence that has a knowledge on that. Uh, my daughter, Gwen, has a knowledge with herbs, as well as Kenise. My daughter Joy has some knowledge with uh, economics and stocks and uh, 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 cryptocurrency that we need to bring to the forefront. And uh, uh, we need to centralize a, a, a conversation of unity and love and giving our visions and our ability to uh, promote what we do have more knowledge of together to bring strength in, uh, because 
if we have the knowledge and we have the ability, but we don't put it in action, it's it's just like having a key to open the door, but leaving the door locked and shut. So, uh, God bless y'all, and I'm signing off now. This is P O E T Radio, Vision, Sight, and Purpose, speaking truth to power. And I give thanks for everyone who struggled to be in and listen when they couldn't get in. And God bless y'all. And till next time, the, th- the third Wednesday of this month. God bless. Peace and love. Peace, y'all. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.